Pretty. Yep. I'm. I'm ready with my face and my. Wait. Hold on. I got pregame a little bit more. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Liquid cleverness. Liquid wit. Here we go. Girl, don't. Jeez, you pounded that. It's liquid. <laughs> liquid. Ah! Working already. Mm-hmm. I did pound it. I'm gonna. That's gonna cost me. That's uh-huh. gonna. That. What do you? And by cost, you mean it's going to be the best decision you've ever made. Yep. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. All right. Jennifer Zane. Yes, Jacqueline Lopez. Give me three words to describe body and soul. Can you do that again? Okay. Because I sniffed really loud and I'm scared. (laughs) Scared that it's going to make it just get the coke under. I I did a bump right in the middle of... Can you stop skiing the slopes just once, Jen? Okay, please. All right, here it's like we go. The Olympics in here. <laughs> Jennifer Zane. Yes, Jacqueline Lopez. Give me three words to describe body and soul. All right, here we go. Let's go. Catfishing. Yes. Cheesecake. Yes. And by curious. Yes. Ooh. This is seven of wine. That's so true. <laughs> Is seven of wine and it's our birthday. It's a birthday. <laughs> so true story. My SoundCloud subscription to keep podcasting just renewed. So that means that it's our birthday. We've done yes. a year of this, Jen. We've done this for a year. A year well spent. A year. A year. Our livers might say otherwise, <laughs> but our hearts disagree with the livers. I look back on this year and see all the stupid things I did. <laughs> And this one, <laughs> this one, not one of them. Not what? That is surprising. Yeah, I, know. I feel loved by that. By the way, if you're mm. just tuning in, how dare you? you? You've missed us for a year, but it's okay. <laughs> we still embrace you. We're seven of wine. We review episodes of Star Trek Voyager and bottles of wine at the exact same time. Oh. My co-host is Jennifer Zhang. That's me. She's gorgeous. I'm Jacqueline Lopez. And uh, we're talking body and soul, which was recommended by a fan. We got fans. We got a year. We got fans. We still got episodes to do. We still got ones to drink. We got social media platforms. We got things. We got upstairs neighbors who are stomping around while we're recording. That's okay. They're dancing. They're dancing jubilant, joyous um, steps. Birthday celebrations. Birthday birthday celebrations. It's a birthday. And you know what also uh, comes with said uh, newfound things is a new synopsis because we have a new episode right now, Jen. Would you care to uh, divulge? I do care. Okay. I care immensely. You do. Because I want to. Okay. Harry Kim. Harry Kim. Harry Kim. Harry Kim. his name from now on. Harry Kim. Harry Kim. Like a ghost from, <laughs> from Christmas past. <laughs> He's running around with chains. Harry Kim. Harry, or like the, tra- the transporter console is like floating behind him. <laughs> Harry Kim. Seven and the doctor are attacked and apprehended by a species that is hostile towards photonic beings. Mm -hmm. Seven is forced to download the doctor into her own cybernetic matrix. I hate when that happens. Effectively submerging her consciousness in favor of his. That's right. The doctor in Seven's body. Hijinks abound. Bop, 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 bop. 
Side plot, uh, Tuvok's experience in Ponfar. Not the point. Not the point, but hilarious. And also a birthday gift, this episode, uh, directed by Jen's favorite person. Mm-hmm. Future husband. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter that he's married. <laughs> so great. The, the doc in Seven's a body yes. is a bit of a camouflage, wouldn't you say? It is a camouflage. Well, why, why would you? Why? That sounds like a segue. Harry Kim brought me some of this amazing <laughs> wine. <laughs> uh, this is a Herzog Lineage 2015 camouflage Ooh. red wine blend from Clarksburg. Years ago, the Herzog family planted and raised a selection of varietals in a secluded portion of their vineyard. Secret secrets. Each of the vines were chosen for their unique qualities to explore and create with. Very much like how Elon Musk is going to pick people to go to Mars. Uh, (laughs) The key is blending each to reach a perfect balance. One flavor building on another until a new special wine is created. This co-fermented field blend delivers a a kaleidoscope of red and black raspberries, espresso, and dusty nutmeg. Dusty nutmeg? Bruh. That's, that's a new one. That's happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> what did I get you? Open it, open it, open, open, it. It, open it. Oh my God, dusty nutmeg. I always wanted the dusty nutmeg. I have the normal clean nutmegs, but now I got the dusty one. Completes the collection. <laughs> my kaleidoscope of flavor. All right, shall we? Yes, we shall. I don't hate it. Yeah, no. I don't hate, hate it. Hate is not the word to describe how yummy that is. First off, it smells like berries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it smells straight up like yeah, berries. Yeah, it's kind of like earthy berries, like like forest berries. Like where they're from, Jen? <laughs> yeah, like berries that a bear would enjoy. <laughs> like a berries that a bear would enjoy. <laughs> So Yogi and Boo Boo, it's sweet. It's very smooth too. It's super smooth. Very smooth. It's smoothed out super fast mm-hmm. too. But enough about us. And now about the episode. A roaring fire. A roaring fire. We're getting so romantical, much like this episode. Oh my god. You guys, all I can say is this doc has. I hate when docs have game beyond their game, mm-hmm. and that's what this was. But I was like, this is the this is the worst catfish you could ever wish on anyone. <laughs> So, you know, we're on the Delta Flyer. Mm-hmm. They, um, the uh, doc just uh, grabbed a sample um, of, a, of a comet passing by, mm-hmm. puts it in his bay, and he's like, yeah, science. There's a- biological <laughs> material here. Yes, DNA within DNA, mm-hmm. and Seven's like, assimilated a shit ton, don't give fucks. Yep, and he's like, like, do you see what I see? This is DNA. She's like, uh-huh. He's like, this is the beginnings of something that could eventually produce culture and art and civilization and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's what I see when I look at this. And she, here here it comes. Oh, oh she's got jokes. She's got the jokes, she's you like, guys. She went beep, boop, She's boop. like, maybe your optical subroutines are malfunctioning or something like that. She's so she's snarky. Got jokes. That, cor- that cortical implant, man, she mm. just, like, she uploaded jokes 2.0. <laughs> And then, then she's going cray. But before they can enjoy her dazzling wit, um, Harry has free has a freak out. He does because they're being attacked. They're being attacked because you know what? There is an in, a, a photonic insurgent on board. Who could it be? I think it's the dog. Yeah, I think so. By process of elimination. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> We've discovered. Is it you? No. Is it you? No. That means it must be me. <gasps> Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. 
and my monocle pops out <laughs> and my and my hat goes crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so all of a sudden they're they're getting you know they don't have the the they're they can't get in touch with Voyager. No, they're on their own. Yep, and they're a baby little vessel little compared vessel. to this big big ship, ship that has um, something that is you know, something that they have no defense for, which is something that is decompiling the yes. hologram. Yeah, so basically uh, the dock is literally falling apart. He's glitching out. He's like, do something, and then they don't know what they're going to do. And by the time the attackers board the ship, yes. and they go into where they think the doctor, the the photonic insurgent is, um, all it is is Seven. And she's like, you've murdered him. It's too late. He's dead. <laughs> He's gone. That's how I would. That's me at dinner theater, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And so, he's dead. Where do we find the body? Right. And she already is acting strange, right? She's acting very peculiar. That's, that's a very dramatic way for Seven to describe the loss of the doctor. So you already know something is up, right? And it's like moments later that we discover when she's talking to. Oh, no, it's not moments later. Yeah, it's like kind of moments later because they get apprehended. Yes. Right. The two remaining beings. Seven and Hurricane um, are taken aboard this enemy vessel with no way to tell Voyager what happened. Yes. And Harry is losing his shit. You guys, he's extra. Like, he's in super the extra he's in this. being so dramatic. Like, he's... he's I, I don't know what the note was, but it was legit like, hey, you're at a two. Can you be at a 300 when yeah. we start this whole thing? <laughs> he's woeful. Um... Seven, not so much. Not so much. Blinky, good posture, mm -hmm. hands behind head, observing things. Rather amused. Rather amused, fascinated. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, it just, it goes to show that uh, it's not seven. No, it's not seven. And Harry catches wise, you know, shortly thereafter, right? Because mm -hmm. he's like, what? he's like, she's like, oh, you know, no, don't worry. He's like, what? Don't worry. You the guys. Voyager doesn't know where we are. We lost the doctor. Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh geez. Oh, oh, shucks. And Seven, in the in doctor in doctor voice, says, uh, what did she say? She said, oh, rumors of the doctor's decompilation are greatly exaggerated. Yeah, and then. And he is, in fact, uh, taken over. Her body. Yeah. They, she so yeah. which kind of bothers me that she gets like pushed in the back yeah. of, of the brain. Submerged as they say. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know what the full effect is unless I get downloaded off of my thing. But the issue at hand is when they apprehend Doc Seven, Seven of Doc, and uh Harry Kim, they take his they mobile emitter. Yeah, they confiscated it. So yeah. now it's in the lab. So the big ish right now is when they're in the brig, you're trying to figure they're they're trying to figure out a way to get that mobile emitter. Yeah. So the doc is in Seven's body and is taking in all these senses, you know? Mm -hmm. He's smelling around. Apparently Harry Kim is ripe, you know, and like, Yeah, she makes fun of the fact that she she says that they that they must be pumping the brig full of some kind of airborne toxin. Yeah, I mean, she's like, it reeks in here, yo. So we're we're left currently with um, the the problem, which is that uh, Harry is concerned, but Seven or the Doc Seven slash the Doc is not concerned because he has um, faith that Voyager will find them. And in the meantime, why not just enjoy yourself? Is basically his takeaway. Yeah. Um, back on Voyager. But back on Voyager. Um, we uh, encounter a Tuvok who, who 
isn't too walking very well. No. He's uh he's got some sweats. He's got some arms. Can we take a moment to appreciate the biceps some and biceps. shoulder definition My. on Senor Tuvakian? Tim Russ is not a bad looking guy. Hey, hey Tim Russ. Yeah. I see you. I yep. see you, Tim. I see you, T R. And he's he's sweating up a storm. He's sweating and, up a storm um, storm. And Tom Paris, who's like the interim medical whatever officer um <laughs> goes and pays him a little visit yes. in his quarters ooh la la mm-hmm. not really <laughs> and, mm. he, and he says um you know and and tuvok wants him to administer some kind of uh he's like doc's covered this there's a secret medication yep. that you need to give me asap yep don't ask questions tom you're not the boss of me and Tom, he's so pesky. Can't and tell Tom, Tom Paris so what pesky. to do. So he's like, I can't give you medication unless you tell me what the problem is. So Tom is basically like, say it. Say it. He doesn't swear to me. And, and Tuvok has to admit that, yes, um, he is going through the Ponfar. And this is, you know what? Just uh, I'm, I'm going to spoil it a little bit and frame it up. Do it. Everyone on Voyager is really freaking creepy about this. And I'm just going to say they're really, really invested in Tuvok getting his nut off. But Tom basically goes like, wow, it's... It's kind of shocking that a man of your age, you know, still experiences oh the pond far. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Like, okay. And then, like, what I love is, yeah. So, so you know, they're trying to do this, like, dick on the table thing. And they're like, and so you got Tom going like, oh, it's, it's crazy that you're still experiencing it. And then Tuvok puts his trunk on the table. <laughs> and he's like, actually, unlike human males... The sexual libido of Vulcans increases as they get older. Oh, sick burn, Tuvok. Sick burn, Sick tea. Vulcan bah, bah, burn. Bah, bah. Dude. Ooh. Tuvok just dropped knowledge. He did. And then, yeah, and so basically, you know, Tom's just like, I can't do anything. I'm just going to give you the vaccine. Yeah. And just tell, you know, the medical log, you know, that it's you're sick. flu. Okay, back so, on the Lokirim ship, as they are. Yes. Um. Yep. So what what happens is the captain, the captain mm-hmm. I think his name is like Ro- Rannick. His, okay. his name is Rannick. Um, uh, and basically, because Harry was essentially piloting the ship, ergo the only other person on board had to be the other person, engineering mm-hmm. or something like that. So he calls Seven on. Mm-hmm. But he has ulterior motives, Jennifer. Like right away though, I I don't think right away. Not right away, because no. his initial interest is that he he wants to he needs someone to explain all the strange stuff that they've got that he's finding aboard the ship. So now the big issue at hand is, are you guys with the resistance, mm-hmm. and can anything on your ship be considered harmful? Yeah. or aiding the res- or aiding the insurgency. So we're we're definitely like starting to get like some of a picture of like this particular species their jam because every every species we encounter in the delta quadrant has got some jam wiki wiki jam <laughs> their jam is that at some point in their history they waged a war against photonic beings and that's why they're all kind of like paranoid they're about a it. little uppity they're a little panties in a little bundle yep and he wants to her to explain what the heck is up with this uh replicator which he does not understand yeah, you know, so he goes like, what is this thing? Can it recreate weapons? And she goes, nah, man, look, this is what it can recreate. We use it to make food. Make food. And wine. Like, yes. <laughs> you go, Doc. Like, if you're going to turn it up, like, what would be the first, if you could replicate anything, what would be the first thing you'd replicate? Probably a cheesecake, to be honest. 
A cheesecake. A New York cheesecake? Uh, you know what? I feel like that would be a wise decision. Well, funny you should mention that, Jed. <laughs> because that's exactly what, what freaking Seven of Doc does. <laughs> Seven of Doc, perfect. And it's amazing. And uh, shall we recreate that moment? You know, it is our birthday, so Jackie has uh, very thoughtfully, wonderfully purchased a cheesecake. Are we reenacting? We're going to reenact this. We are. So, so we're going to be annoyed and then we're going to be about it, right? Right, we are. Here we go. Here we go. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> terrible oh. at this. Jeez, that's really good, Jackie. Is it good? That's not what they said in the episode, but yeah, I'm breaking character because that's a good cheesecake. So yes, so she has that moment. So she does that and uh, convinces the guy that he's not getting poisoned like in Renaissance times. Mm-hmm. And then they proceed to go on a replicating binge. They go ham. They go he's like, he has he has some of the cheesecake and he's like, oh, what else can what that replicate? What else can it replicate? Mm, smash cut to um, a smorgasbord. It's a mess. It's a freaking it's mess. It's a mess. They, it's, and like, you know, I really like Robbie's directing here because you, you hear the laughter and the, you know, the general, like, you know, laughter. Okay, okay. Well, that's, camera, that was that one. As the <laughs> camera, like, does this aerial pan over, like, the... The food. The food that they've just completely yeah. destroyed, yeah. right? No, no, cheesecake. She's about this cheesecake. Basically, they went on a date. Well, that's it, isn't it? They wine, they dine, they had fun. And so you end up with a drunk seven of Doc and a drunk Rannick. Mm-hmm. And they're just enjoying the shit out of each other. They're just enjoying each other's company. Yes. And um, then, you know, seven or seven of Doc, we'll call it. I like, I like that moniker that you've assigned them. Um, starts getting a little, she takes a little creative license, a little creative agency here and mm. starts describing like, Yes, well, you know, my, my, the person who introduced me to everything, the only person who believed in me, was uh, the doctor, a photonic being on my ship, and he, like, was devilishly handsome, towering intellect. <laughs> and we really would have, things would have happened, because at this point, understand that the doctor doesn't know that Seven might still be in him. Yeah, So exactly. he's just running his mouth. He's like, and things might have gone splendidly had he not been, you know... Whatever, right? Yeah. And like, if he were still alive today, yeah. And Rannick is, you know, he's a little bit, he now he feels a little bit guilty. He's like, my BG, what can I do to make this up? And she mm-hmm. goes, can you give me my regenerator? Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Which is the mobile emitter. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is. In the most roundabout way, he gets it. He gets it. And when he's, uh, he's put back in the brig. Yes. And with Harry, um, He's drunk. He's so drunk. He's y'all. really drunk on the synth hall. Ooh, boy. And and you know Harry's like not pleased. Oh, of course Harry's not pleased. He's like, what the fuck? Why are you drunk? Why are you drunk? What happened? I'm freaking out here. Freaking I out here. I smell like crazy. <laughs> and uh, and he's basically like, relax. <laughs> he's he's quite delightful. We had we had a lovely time. And by the way, I also got my mobile emitter back. So. They're able to um, download the dock back into his mobile emitter, and then now we finally have the dock and Seven in the same room. So the good news is, whenever the dock's out of her brain, mm-hmm. Seven comes back. She's not damaged at all. Not damaged mentally. At all. 
But this is where we learn because he, he, goes, he goes like he's like, oh, yeah, no, I just, you know, had the had the one glass, you know, it's what, what was the harm in doing the one glass of wine or whatever? She's like, well, how does that account for the other eight? Yeah. And that's when we learn that she is her her consciousness was not submerged. She's actually completely lucid through the entire experience. Oh, no. <laughs> of having the doc be. Like, you know, piloting her her actual body. So she had to stand by and watch helplessly as he, in her words, abused her body. Yeah. With just ungodly amounts of alcohol, food that she really, really shouldn't be eating that much. Well, because remember, she's also a Borg. Being, and so this is what is a great... This this start, sets up a really great philosophical like premise yeah which is the sense that borgs run on efficiency right yeah they're all about what sustains me what gives me my nutrient intake bleep bloop blop that's mm-hmm. all i need mm-hmm. and here's the doc who has never experienced anything in his life tactile he has no senses whatsoever it is right. just hearsay it is just you know reading and yeah, description he's really upset that she denies herself something that he doesn't even have the option to experience is mm-hmm. what it boils down to so they're having this debate and meanwhile, Kim is like, hey, I'm hey, I'm sweating here. We got a shift to get back to. Well, you guys, I'm really missing my Biffle, mm-hmm. Thomas, <laughs> Perry. Mm-hmm. And I would like to know how we're going to get back to Voyager. Mm-hmm. And so basically, uh, you know, they, they are, uh, they, they, they hatch a plan that the dock, so because Seven is lucid, yeah. when she is Seven of Dock, um, they're going to combine their powers, form Captain Seven of Dock, and they're going to get on the ship, and she's going to scope out how they can send mm-hmm. a transmission right. to Voyager to let them know, bros, yo, we in trouble, dog. Yep. In the meantime. In the meantime. Back on Voyager. Back on Voyager. The medicine is not working. You guys, no. it is not working. Tuvok is still horny. It is too late. He There was a sprung threshold. Yep. <laughs> and apparently Tom in his, are you having the pond far shenaniganery? In his hesitation. You fucker. Yep. You motherfucker. They sprang right over that sprung <laughs> threshold. Um, Tuvok the window now- of sprung was sprung over. Yes. Tuvok is now sprung past the point of no return y'all he's he's hurt he's gonna die from the wanting to sex something remember the sex that sex kills in Vulcan land sex kills look when you're so sprung that you might die i raised my glass to that okay here we go i was like ding ding tuvok i hear you brother i'm right there with you (laughs) i don't hear you friend i'm on an the alternate pole of the world but i share your pain in spirit, my good friend. So Tom insinuates to Tuvok that maybe he can get his jollies out on the holodeck, right? Which the the joke in the Star Trek community is like, I would hate to be the poor ensign that has to clean out the holodeck. Because <laughs> like, how often is that thing used for sex? Yeah. Probably a lot. So anyway, Tom <gasps> suggests to Tuvok <sighs> that um, maybe he... Maybe he'd get his jollies out on the holodeck. And Tuvok's like, no, that's cheating. And he's like, it's not cheating if we recreate your wife on the holodeck, right? And Tuvok's like, "Mm, 
um, do um, do you um, go? He's like, that's pretty much what the holodeck is for, is for getting your jollies. He's like, do you? T- is that what you tell your wife? And he's like, oh no no, I. He's like, no no no, my my days of uh, my days of rescuing girls are over. But you, From my planet friend, Planet X or whatever, Planet yep. Ten. But you, my friend, right? Tuvok accepts the fact that he may die, and why not have this be? A substitution. But meanwhile. But meanwhile. Um, the on, the, on the whatever th- ship. What is it called? The Lokirum ship. The, uh, the Seven of Doc is now being called to advise in, I think, the morgue. No, the, in medicine. So what happens is it's not, yeah. it's, so what, so, you know, here's the thing. We were like, okay, they might be overreacting, but they're not. Apparently, you know, as Voyager does, because it's going across vast... Mm-hmm. pieces of space we're walking through through war fields that we don't even know about no and yeah. so that's what's going on right now is that the Lakirim and these um photonic insurgents have been battling each other for a bit and the way that the photonic people fight back is they basically give a virus to humans and, and we see this represented pretty much over a dead body. Yeah, and so what happens is, well, they're basically trying to see how they can remedy the, um, how they can reverse the effects of the virus on humans. Yeah, Jaren now and the doc are starting to commiserate over this problem that they have, which is she shows him a dead body and says, this was one of our crew members who um, basically was infected with this virus that the photonic beings, the photonic insurgents have been using to ravage this crew. Crew. And he asks her, what, you know, in what capacity are you, um, and when I say he, he's now back in Seven's body. Yeah, so Seven, I mean, Seven of Doc has been cavorting all over this place right now. And he's like, you know, in what capacity do do you act on this ship? And she rattles off like a ton of different posts that she now has to occupy. She wears all of the hats. She wears tons of hats. And it's clear indication to him that this is because they've lost so many people to this uh, virus that the photonic beings download into people's biological makeup that this is dire. Like the, the the, the suspicion about photonic beings is is grounded it's actually founded basically so um he has to be undercover about this and he asks her about the war right yeah so basically asks about the war and and particularly apparently we find out that jaren and her bro were raised by a photonic being yeah so at one point they coexisted they all all coexisted and then somehow someone got a little peeved and they split and they split and and uh their caretaker ended up joining the insurgency like abandoning this household that he had served his whole life so right as we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of why these um, philosophical issues may have arisen, we don't care anymore because it's very clear that the doc is sprung on this female. For this girl. But he's... he's but he's in the female form? He's camouflaged as seven. He's camouflaged. We got to go back to Voyager <gasps> because guess what? Now Voyager is in Lokirum space. That's right, and uh, <laughs> so we see right. my bay. We see my bay. Here's the fun part about this. I'm so excited. Tuvok has now entered the hollow deck, and he is now um, encountering. He's now encountering a representation of his wife. Yep. And they're beginning their mating. They're they're in it's foreplay. They're in the middle of their foreplay, which. You know, to us, yes. non-Vulcans, yes. it just looks like talking. You guys, it's talking and like, doo, 
like like a Mockingjay uh, Hunger Games t- uh, finger touching. So right in the beginning of their foreplay is when the ship gets attacked because, um, what is the species called? The the lo- oh, well the Lokirum. They they detect photonic activity. Why would there be photonic activity, Jen? Because Tuvok's in there again. Because he's getting his spank bank he's on. Getting his nut off, and um, oh Tuvok, you're stupid. <laughs> Jacqueline threw her hat. I threw my hat. I'm so upset. He just wants to get his nut blown, and it's just like he can't do it. Here's my favorite part about this whole sequence, right? Please tell is, me. So Voyager's under attack, right? The entire bridge is like on high alert now because they're getting fired on. Um, I would be. Janeway doesn't know what's going on with Tuvok. Nope. Tom knows, but he's mum about the subject. And then the enemy, they target... Holodeck, they target the holodeck because they're trying to scramble, they're trying to decompile it, right? And then somebody on the bridge is like, oh yeah, they've targeted the holodeck. And then Janeway's like, fire on them. Which to me <laughs> is hilarious because basically what what this conversation boils down to is like, how dare you? Somebody is having fun on there. Fire! Excuse you. Excuse, uh, excuse, excuse me. you. Um, you're... You're trying to disable our fun? Listen, somebody is having a good time. Hey, asshole, we're going to be out here for 75 years. Can I have a couple of chuckles? Fire. F- uh, fire on that fucker. Photon torpedoes, full spread. <laughs> um, tar- No, target target their weapons array, please. Yeah, she goes ham on them because they target the holodeck where Tuvok is. I mean, it's it's funny because it's easy to miss it while you're watching the episode, but that's essentially the choice essentially she makes. Essentially what happens. But what I love about it is, like, you caught, you guys, this, you know, it's season seven. I mean, we know what's going to happen, right? But as far as Janeway's concerned, this, today she decided the fucks were gone. Yeah. She just was like, hey, today I'm going to wear my hair like a boss, like a G. <laughs> I'm going to check out and scope out my first officer and I'm going to give no fucking fucks. And she just goes, she fucking disarms them. She goes, look, we won't do any more photonic activity. Just escort us outside of, again, the, the militarized zone, right? Just take us on the other side of this war and we'll be on our merry way. We come in peace. Don't, don't worry about us. And then the guy in charge of the Lokirum uh, ship that was like getting all persnickety on them was like, "Well, we don't, uh, we don't want to do that." And she goes, "Look, bro, you got two options. Yep, either do what we say or we blow you out of the water." Yeah. <laughs> this is Janeway. Janeway. This is season seven. Janeway. That's so fucking good. It's like over something as small, <laughs> as minor as the fact that they targeted their holodeck. She's like, mm-mm. Um, excuse me, excuse you. You blew up our, our fun cave. <laughs> our fun cave? You you blew up our fun cave? You blew up our fun cave. That's what I'm going to say on my next date. Dude! I'll be like, um, bro, you want to get up I in think my fun it's, cave? I think it's time for you to blow up my fun cave. Stop right now! Stop right <laughs> now, Jen! Oh, Tuvok's blue balled. Yes, Tuvok is blue balled. Meanwhile, the captain has summoned Seven once again to his quarters. But this time, not his quarters, but wherever to they the bridge, were. Bridge. To the bridge. But this time, under less scientific pretenses. Uh, you know, well, he goes, hey, man, I know you were talking when we were hammered. 
about these like weird photonic whales or something. These yeah. whale noises. Stuff that you you've always wanted to see. You were into interstellar anomalies or something. Like he says, phenomenon. Yeah. Um so Whoa. I had so I had our ship um he put in a request to go off course specifically so he could take her to this viewing um station of this interstellar phenomenon. Yep. And um put on pulled out all the stops. Basically took her to the drive-in. You know? Oh, yeah. Took and her to the sock hop. <laughs> but Seven of Doc is not picking up what, what he's, he's dropping. Initially, she's pretty impressed because he shows her what it is that they came there to see. And he's like, oh, oh yes. Oh, oh look at this. Oh, beautiful. And yes. whatever it is they're looking at, which we never get to see, is nope. making whale noises. It's making whale noises. So he's he's... So these photonic whales, he's he's finding all these discoveries about them, and he's like, "Oh, this is cool. This, this is, is cool. Nice. This is very nice of you to and do." And then it. all of a sudden, he makes his move. Freaking guy, freaking puts the smooch on freaking Seven of Duck. He thought those space whales would really get her in the mood. You know what? I'll tell you right now, Seven of Duck. Space whales will not get you into her fun cave. No. That is not. <laughs> so he, he kisses her and she has her Me Too moment, her hashtag Me Too moment. Yeah. She like pushes him off. She's like, and she goes back to the sick base and she says, I can't believe he just wanted to use my mouth as a tongue depressor. <laughs> and he's, so he's complaining to. He's complaining to Jaren. Yeah. And Jaren just goes like, well, you know, he's lonely. Like he's a lot of people here out, are. Been out here a long time. And we're no, we're all like, well, there's other ways around that fun cave, but they don't have one on the Lakirum ship. No. And uh, all of a sudden, Seven of Doc is aware. Methinks <gasps> thou a buzz, 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 a buzz, buzz, buzz. I'm just gonna put in a little gossip. I'm gonna put in a little, a little uh, query here. Why, Jaren? Why, Jaren? Dost thou fancy the Rannick? Could it be? Could it be? Could it be that you? Fancy him that you have affections for the Runic. As I opened my fan and started fanning myself we've both, at the races. We've both demonstrated our inability to do a good doctor impression. <laughs> <laughs> but she does not deny that she does have feeling for Rannick, uh, which feelings for Rannick, which dismays the doc because he likes her. He likes her. But he's wearing a, a, he's a wearing seven a seven suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know. Uh, Seven of Doc is like trying to talk her down and say, yo, girl, you know, don't be like that. She gets a cramp in her shoulder. Oh, that's right. And she needs, uh, Seven of Doc needs a little rub down. Yeah, Seven of Doc is, is all worked up and then experiences a spasm and, you know, has not felt pain before, so overreacts like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, prompting Jaren to give Seven of Doc a massage um girl on girl voyager <laughs> girl on girl <laughs> action to girl on girl voyager will do and that's when the the part that you you were eager to get to yes um by the time set the doc seven of doc gets back to the holding cell with uh harry harry kim harry. and they and they download the doc back into the mobile emitter seven is not happy seven is not Happy yo. Seven just rattles off everything that's happened. She gives <laughs> she gives Harry she gives Harry she, like the, opens the list. It's like a scroll that like rolls down. She gives Harry like this like really heated like breakdown of what she's like, you know, you call this like spy work? You kissed 
you know, you kiss this guy. This guy, and the you doc, got sprung by that guy. And the doc, and the the doc, he goes, well, you know, if we, you know, he kissed me. It's yeah. the most. It's the it's the most. Bravo, bravo to Voyager because like. He's essentially asexual. I mean, he's definitely heterosexual, but, you know, the doc doesn't necessarily, like, operate. He's kind of fluid, right? Yeah. Like, and so the way he kind of acts is is very much like, you know, there's a point of pride in the fact that he's like, mm, I'm above let's everyone. Cl- let's clarify. He kissed me. What I love about it <laughs> is it's just like, apparently, he likes the woman I am, but I'm not the woman he, like. Yeah, he's really proud of the fact that he was able to seduce this man. Yeah, like, basically, all men want are other men in women's form. (laughs) That's basically what he deduces. But Seven is not done. You guys, she's not about this business. She's like, and. And another thing. And another thing. And she says the line that's become so iconic in this series, which is, you are aroused in my body. (laughs) You became sexually aroused in my body he became sexually aroused in my body (laughs) (laughs) and the doc kind of gives her this really gifable moment oh yeah very gifable he does his face it's like because he did they have this big fight now this philosophical fight right where they actually the doc starts pointing out to her like you're not enjoying like your body (laughs) to the full extent listen like every time you eat you eat like this ration you don't ever indulge in caviar she's like you know why the whole point of eating is to blah 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 and he's like but you could be and this is where they have that whole giant philosophical fight and harry's like shut up I haven't showered in eight years. Listen, the two of you. My short hair is going the wrong way. Can we argue about how to live a little bit later? Right now, we have to find a way to let Voyager know that we are under duress. Um, has anyone contacted Voyager? I think the answer is yet. Is yet. And he says, well, what we need to do is we need to get the command codes in order to lower the shields, which will give Voyager, if they happen to know that they are on board, give Voyager a chance to beam them out. Yes. Right? But how are we gonna do that? ¿Cómo vamos a hacerlo? Oh, I think we're gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to create Voltron. Yeah, Again. that's what they say. They say that exactly. <laughs> they they basically they look at each other and they go, "It's morphin time." Yeah, the doc goes, "Oh, I know how to get the command codes from them." Yeah, and he goes, "Look, I'm gonna get the codes this way, and but we're gonna have to do it again." Seven and seven goes, oh. "Here we go. Here we go." Um, this is the best (laughs) because it's the best because now we get to see the doc. Now they're on the same page because they have to be. So the doc is going to use seven's body to seduce Rennick, um, to get the command codes. The best way doc knows how. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So, um, he goes and pays, the captain a visit and he puts on the most non-danceable music <laughs> and starts leading Rannick in a waltz yep after first replicating two glasses of champagne yes. um the doc decides he's going to waltz the, he's going to waltz the captain into submission yes. which you know what tale as old as time all right if i had it if i had a nickel okay. for every time i've waltzed a man into submission I wouldn't have That's any what Jen learned in her martial arts class. Listen, I, <laughs> I have wiles aplenty. 
And you guys, her well, con- the concertos under her belt. Waltzing definitely tops that list. Number two on that list, the Foxtrot. The Foxtrot. Number three, <laughs> Clever Riddles. <laughs> You should you should start a finishing school. <laughs> I should. <laughs> Jen's finishing school for fun caves. So as she was letting her hair down, seven of dog pulled out what was basically a trank. And uh roofie a roofie. Let's call it a roofie. Let's call it a roofie a roofie. Um so not only does Seven of Doc catfish poor Rannick, but roofies him. Roofies him. Takes him to sick bay. And basically um, gets the codes. Yep, is able to get the codes um, prior to bringing him to sick bay. But what the doc, doc of nine, seven of doc, seven of doc, did not anticipate is that this particular species has a way to revive somebody instantly. Oh, nuts! <laughs> so the so like he sprawls him out on the 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 whatever the gurney the yeah. table and goes like oh he apparently is very susceptible to synthahol he's drunk as a skunk and um he's gonna be up for a bit and our our jaren goes oh don't worry we got we got a fixer upper well balls so now all of a sudden you know he we have up. yeah he wakes up and he's like <gasps> <gasps> he's like apprehend her Arrest her immediately. I've been shamed. Right. I've been shamed. Yeah, and and which leads the seven of Doc, the Doc in seven, to have to explain. Um, they're like, how could you? We started trusting you. And he's like, I'm a prisoner. You guys made me a prisoner on the ship. My first priority was always to get off your ship. Back on Voyager, mm-hmm. Tuvok is sweating bullets on the bridge. <laughs> and Janeway's here to help. Another you. amazing scene. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Is, uh... Janeway notices two bucks on the bridge, and he's not looking too comfortable with those shoulder pads on. No. And she goes, you know, the last time you had this flu, uh, Tuvok, it was seven years ago. Nobody, nobody lets him get away with this excuse. Nope. Just let the man have his excuse. But you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate, because when it comes to the Vulcans, and we saw this in Blood v- Fever, they're very prideful of, of Ponfari, and let, no one else gets it. But that's no why they should gonna just, get it. just let them have it then. But that's know? it. I would just be like, you know what, bro? Accept the fact that we all know and we're all here for you. Gotcha. We're up in your business and we're here to help you. And she's rest assured. She's like, as soon as we can get your spank bank online, we're going to get you in there. You have full access to the holodeck, which is such a weird thing to say to him. Yeah. Because it's such a weird thing to say to him because she essentially says, with everybody knowing how prideful the Vulcans are about hiding the fact that they get so horny that they might die, <laughs> that she goes like, listen, 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 boo-boo. Hey, hey you, boo-boo kitty. You jizz as much as you want in there. You do. You do I you. got you. <laughs> you go, bro. Bro, you go to Pound Town. You go to Pound Town. You go to Pound Town. You, you, you town. go to Pound Town in the hollow deck. Janeway's got your back, dude. You go blow your load. <laughs> you go blow a big old wad. A big old Vulcan wad in your fun cave. <laughs> it's such a weird exchange, but you know what? That's how you know no, Janeway you know is a real bro. Janeway's a bro, and you want to get yeah. this exchange even weirder? You bring in Neelix with his I don't taste nothing soup, and Janeway's just laughing at him, and I just died. I died. At this point, Neelix is the only one that buys the excuse of the fact that he's got a flu, so he's made him a soup, and he's made it just the way he likes it, completely tasteless. He's like, I got you the soup. I made it for your flu. And Janeway's just sitting there like, 
cracking up. She's like, dude, <laughs> you didn't know you got blue ball permanence. <laughs> Permanent nut freeze. As soon as we see um, uh, tasteless soup, um, we start realizing that there is a transmission and Janeway goes, yo, we got to bounce. Because remember, they're being caravan to the other side of this war zone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, change of plans. Bye. And she basically breaks off. Fires a little couple things and she's like, we got to go. We got to go rescue our peeps. Yeah, because they, they get the transition from Seven that basically um, it tells them that they need to, that the shields, that she's done something to get the shields on the ship disabled. She's got the command codes and now Voyager needs to do what it needs to do to get them off the ship. Um, but in their exchange, Janeway is able to notice that mm, Seven's a little off. And like Janeway actually very presciently goes like, doctor <laughs> she sees right through it um seven basically goes it's a long story so so back on the on the uh, on the ship um i keep forgetting the name of the species it doesn't Locarum. matter because we never see them again but <laughs> as as often is the case on voyager but um the doc and seven have now split the doc uh she tells the doc cover me he does a terrible job he does um and uh the captain is able to wrestle the gun away from the dock and like get seven and the dock to step off while he goes and tries to reverse what they've already done, which is to use his command codes to deactivate their shields. But they warn him. They're like, don't do the things that you're trying to do because the thing might blow. And he, yeah. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of crap that's going on. Basically if Voyager fall, like, uh, basically if Voyager fires on this ship, it's going to explode. But at the same time, if the captain tries to override what Seven's done in the in-between, he's going to make the ship explode. There's a lot of exploding hypotheticals happening. And what it results in is the console that the captain is working on, that this uh, Rannick guy is working on, blows up in his face. In his face. That's the, it's a much smaller explosion. A little incident. Than than was advertised, but it's the best case scenario for all involved, except for for Rannick, who's now gotten his face blown off. Face blown off, and you guys, he's not doing too well. And the doc goes up to him and basically goes, I need to heal him before Mm -hmm. I leave this ship, Mm -hmm. or else he will die. Mm -hmm. And uh, they grant him that permission because the lady uh jaren is like no i don't trust you because you're a photon you're a photon i don't trust even though one of you raised me i don't trust any trust you you. and he's like he tells her like i know you have feelings for him yeah and could you live with yourself if he died right now could you do it could Could you you? do it could Could you you do it it, bitch you want to go in the fun cave and try out that scenario i don't think so and so she lets him um which you know is is the right thing to do and then they end up having this exchange, right? Because now all, you know, the cat's out of the bag, the jig is up, and um, he, she basically realizes that the entire time she thought she was talking to Seven, she was talking to the doctor. Yep. And, um, and the captain ends up coming, like, after he comes to and is, like, fully healed. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't take too kindly to have, been, ha- to have had been catfished Catfished. this hard. Right. fished, and yeah. and this is another thing that I really appreciate about the episode is like how the doctor is not shy about the fact he's like, I really enjoyed our time together. Yeah, hey man, hey. I enjoyed it. Aside from the fa- the fact that you tried to suck my face off my face, yep. it was cool. It was cool. You're a nice guy. You're a handsome dude, and uh, and there's uh, there's chicks on this ship. Listen, there might be some people. There might be wink 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 nudge, wink nudge. nudge nudge who might appreciate some of your uh, your 
frivolities. Uh, finer qualities. There you go. I like yours better. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, he bids everyone adieu. Yeah, the, the captain seems to, uh, instead of like, you know, in, in, instead of like firing back, he like, he's like, okay, all right, okay. And he walks away and then the doctor has his heart to heart with. Um, the captain. With, no, Jaren. Well, Jaren, yeah. yeah. And basically has to say like, uh, he, in more or less, in, in, you know, in so many words tells her that he had feelings for her. Oh. And that the whole time they were interacting, she wasn't interacting with, with, seven he was she was interacting with uh with him but she doesn't seem to be about it <laughs> it's a little weird be- and he he makes a joke is it because i'm you know like no 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 because she, she had suggested that she introduced seven to her brother right yes and he was like eh, you probably don't want to introduce me to your brother anymore right and she's yeah. like no probably not he's like is it because i'm a photonic being and that was really funny <laughs> he's yeah. got jokes you guys he's still got the jokes you guys got jokes abounding. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, you know, uh, basically, you know, he leaves saying, I hope this experience uh, dealing with a photonic starts changing the dialogue that you guys have. And yeah. The way you view them. Now, here, here's the funny thing about Voyager. What's right? so funny? Is that they can only make so much of an impact, right? Like they're the, the little significant moments they have with these species are all in passing. Oh, yeah. Because they're on their way home. Right. So we never, ever in the the course of the series ever get a conclusion to how did this war pan out? Particularly when it comes to the seventh season. We're fast forwarded to the end. There's a very satisfied looking Tuvok walking briskly down a hallway. And uh, he stopped by a very smug Tom Paris going. This is so weird. Is it? Is it, Jen? Would you like to describe why it's weird? Well, it's weird because it's like how... Everybody on Voyager seems really invested in the like whether or not he got his nut off, whether or not it was good. You know, like it's like leave the poor man alone. But yeah, why did they drop this in? It's also weird because the because the the representation of Tuvok's wife was something that Tom was really proud of being the person who like Tom engineered he Tom created this. He basically, yeah, basically he said, "Hey, t- he literally went Yo, bro, give me photos of your girl, and I'll make you a sex doll. Oh, my God. He I literally said that. I didn't even think about the implications of that. Yeah. Because if you think about it... He had oh, to we're digitize gonna... every oh single my God. piece of her day. So, like... <laughs> my, but the thing that um, Tuvok criticizes is not that, obviously. So, to, uh, so, so he's like, it's not about the sex. It's about the fact that you didn't depict my woman in the right way. Tom goes like, how did that work out for you? How did that sex doll that I make work out for you? Yeah. And Tuvok's like, uh, her ears are four centimeters too, sh- or four millimeters or something too short. Yeah. Like, they're short. They're too, yeah. they're not uh, big enough. And my favorite thing is the fact that Tom goes like, so I took a little creative license with it, which is hilarious to me because it's like that basically means Tom Paris went, I see your woman. I think she would look better this way. <laughs> Legit, dude. He's like, hey, I'm putting this signature Tom Paris, you know, uh, effect on her. Because that's what Tuvok wants to think about when he's boinking yeah. his wife. He's, he's like, like, oh, Tom was here. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> The the last uh, the last moment we have is a is a kind of a meeting of the minds between uh, Doc and Seven. Yep. So we're in Med Bay. Yep. Sick Bay. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called mm-hmm. in uh, in our times. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Doc is you know sitting there, mm-hmm. chillaxing, just like you know, 
like wistfully lamenting the loss of his ability to feel the exquisite, como se dice, exquisite, joie de vie. Yes, um, sensations of having a body. Yeah, he's and missing it, you guys. Yep. He's missing. He's missing having his corporeal form. Yep, and seven waltz waltzes in she doesn't waltz she in. doesn't she, she just, just marches in. in yeah she strides in casually with her hips abounding and has a tray with champagne and uh and so it, a fancy meal it's like for two it's like foie gras with and truffles truffles yeah. yeah and uh and wine to go with it mm-hmm. and uh she basically puts it in front of there and then in our uh, lays puts it on the table in front of the dock and the dock goes Hey, home skills, I see that you have a table setting for two on this hotel tray of, you know, deliciousness. Um, What's going down? And she goes, much to the joy of every fanboy out there. (laughs) We're having a dinner. I'm going to have it for you. And Mm -hmm. I will describe in detail every sensation. Which is so sweet. Because it's like, you know, he he wanted that for her. At the end of the day, he wanted her to live life to a little live it bit up. more. It wasn't for his benefit. He really felt like she was not. He felt he was outraged at the fact that she was denying herself. Yeah, the fact that you know what you just have all these facilities. Why not use them? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so basically, what she does is she decides to take his advice and then share the journey. Mm-hmm. And he gets to watch. <laughs> and he gets to watch and hear. Yep. And that's pretty much it. And scene. And credits. And scene. This this episode is very much loved by the Voyager fan base. Because it's hysterical. It's so funny. It's really fun. It's and it's it's such a uh it's such a great it's such a great um premise for an episode because yes, we're in season seven. We're reaching the end of our journey with um with these characters, right? With this motley crew. And as far as they've come in their development they all still have like little flaws that need to be refined a little bit, right? Well, they've all they've all started going. I mean, they've all evolved, right? Mm-hmm. They've all evolved from when we first saw them. But you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Is they all have they're they're branching onto their them, on you know onto their yeah. own. But we also have to consider that in the grand scheme of Voyager, they don't know their ser- you know their series is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. They're still existing, and right. so they still have to learn how to coexist right. as they evolve. And Seven is, she's come a very long way in, very long in way. discovering her humanity, but there are still a few things about her humanity that she, there's still some lessons that need to be learned, and the doc is going to teach her one of them, which is, you know, you know how to be human now, now you enjoy being human. That was it! It was good. It was It good was episode. a fun, it was, thank you for the suggestion, fandoms. Who was it? Oh, I think it was like a Philip or a Paul. We'll figure it out. It was Phil- It was an email. Thank you, Philip Paul. Thank you. Or Paul Philip. Starts with a P. <laughs> wink, wink. No, it was fun. It was a fun visit. I know that we've been like running through the horrors that are the episodes we didn't really want to review, but we were going to review anyway. Indeed. Coming off of that, two Vicks, man. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, so I had a suggestion for the next episode. Well, good, because it's your episode to pick. Tis my episode. Tis. Well, we did do a run of bad episodes. We did. We did. I well, think they it, weren't bad, but they weren't our favorite. No, we were definitely trying to make up for the fact that we did um, Killing Game, which was exceptional. Oh, just, just so good. Yes. And then so we out of guilt did a whole bunch of episodes that were not good well, and then yeah. we did this episode which was good and this was fun and it wasn't our our suggestion we listened suggestion. to you guys and we really appreciated it i feel like a really big part of this series is the aforementioned holodeck adventure 
Uh-oh. Right? Uh-oh. And there is a running theme. There is a run- there there are certain holodeck programs that we see repeated several times. We do, as a matter of fact. We do, and they're very important and I really feel like it is finally time for Bride of Chaotica. Bride of Chaotica. Oh my god. I'm very excited about it. Um uh- Wow, Jen. I'm excited about this. I know. We're going to live a monochromatic life, and it's going to be exciting. So exciting. And it's our birthday. You guys, the fun doesn't just stop with this episode. We're going to probably be going on and on and on, so you better check our social out, because we got a year-long celebration of we'll make shit up. (laughs) And uh, you'll find it on our social. We're Seven of Wine all over the place, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's pretty much all over the place. And uh, you can also email us with your suggestions, your thoughts, your commentary. If you wanted to give us that Ponfar fanfic at engage at sevenofwine.com. We've been asking for Ponfar fanfic from the beginning, guys. Well, that was a Jen thing, but yeah. Jen was. has been asking for Ponfar <laughs> fanfic from the beginning, guys. Come on. I'm Jacqueline. I'm Jennifer. And this was Seven of Wine. Bye. 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 Bye.